Well, the Thurston County football star has been missing for more than a year. Detectives are continuing to search for Investigators him. found the young man's car with his wallet and his cell phone inside. We're not certain that he's dead. We're not certain he's alive. It's what keeps me up at night. Totally out of character for him. Shindle's family won't give up looking until they get answers. Just desperate to know he's okay. From Sasquatch Productions, this is Hide and Seek. The Investigation of Logan Schindelman. I'm your host, James Basinger. Hey guys. I want to take you on a rabbit trail to discuss another young adult male who was reported missing in October of 2016. Dakota Walker had recently turned 18 years old and was visiting Washington State with a couple of other individuals, Jonathan Ackerman and Vincent Garlock. Shortly after Dakota disappeared, He was found brutally murdered in the woods. The suspects arrested for this violent act were Jonathan and Vincent, the two males he was traveling with. Now, let's back up for a second and go into the details that led up to Dakota's death and the possible connection to Logan's case. First, I want to discuss Jonathan Ackerman. Jonathan was born in 1985 in the state of Pennsylvania. Based on one of the many inmate profiles he has, John moved around the East Coast while he was growing up and eventually joined the Navy after graduating high school. Once he got out of the military, Jonathan unfortunately started pursuing a life of crime. From my research, Jonathan was arrested in Pennsylvania on February 12, 2004 for luring a child into a motor vehicle. The victim was a female. He served approximately three months in a correctional facility and was placed on two years of probation. He later started to commit what you'd call white-collar crimes and he was pretty good at it. John was able to steal thousands of dollars through identity theft. He would drive around, take people's mail, and then use that information on the dark web to accomplish what he needed. Now, after eventually getting arrested in Pennsylvania, Jonathan found himself sharing a prison cell with Vincent Garlock. From what I've been told, Vincent and Jonathan struck up a friendship and became close during their time in prison. Vincent completed his sentencing and was released before Jonathan. At some point after this, Jonathan actually escaped from prison. He found and reunited with Vincent, and the two of them decided to travel to the Pacific Northwest. Now, on their way, Jonathan and Vincent came across Dakota Walker, and the three of them became friends. From what I've read about the case, Jonathan and Dakota had more of an intimate relationship. Now, during the time Vincent and Jonathan were in Washington, They continued to steal people's identity while Dakota would ride along with them as they committed these crimes. As the story goes, Dakota started becoming more uneasy with the crimes that were being committed and began taking notes of what was going on. He was planning on turning himself in along with Jonathan and Vince. Apparently, Jonathan came across the notes on Dakota's phone, which led to Jonathan murdering Dakota. If you're thinking to yourself, how is this connected to Logan's case? Well... When looking at Logan's Facebook friends, there's an account with the same last name as Vincent's, Diana Garlock. When looking over her profile, you'll see that it appears to be some sort of spam account. It was created in January of 2016. The post on the Facebook page isn't what you'd normally see on a normal Facebook account. The person behind the Diana Garlock profile posted random images of different females and males. They posted 29 times on January 2nd of 2016. The next time the person posts isn't until September 30th of 2016. They post multiple times between the months of October and December, 
but most of them are the same post. Here's one of them. On November 20th, so many of my friends have used this site to get laid. They literally can't get off of it. They love it so much, lol. Check it out. This happens again when the person writes, My friends won't shut up about this site. They're all using it to get laid, lol. Here, check it out. And another, I'm so scared for America with Trump coming in for president. If I didn't find this article, I would be screwed since he'll probably start making life hell for people that aren't rich. Really check this out. If you need money, it's helped me a lot. You can understand why I assume this is a spam account, but things get interesting because when looking at Diana's Facebook account, it shows that Diana lives in Pennsylvania. That's the same state that Vince and Jonathan are from. When we look at Dakota's story and compare it to Logan's, here's where it gets weird. Dakota and Logan were almost the same age, 18 and 19. At first glance, Dakota and Logan look strikingly similar. Big and bright smiles, piercing eyes, light-complected black male. Could this be just a crazy coincidence? I mean, Dakota was murdered on October 20th, 2016, and Logan went missing between May 18th and 20th. That's a five-month gap. Could Vincent Garlock be related to Diana Garlock? And who is Diana Garlock? And why is she friends with Logan? This was something I couldn't ignore. So I sent Jonathan and Vincent similar emails requesting to speak with them. Surprisingly, within minutes, Jonathan replied to my email. The next thing you know, I have him on the phone. Jonathan, how are you? Good. Uh, I just got your message. Do I know you? I explained to John who I was and what I was doing. I told John that I was working on a case that didn't have anything to do with his, but I thought that there was a way he could possibly help me. And keep in mind, if John or Vince had any involvement with Logan's disappearance, they're not just going to admit it over the phone. So I have some convincing to do on my end. What I really wanted to do was just kind of start with your case with Dakota and kind of hopefully maybe you can shed some light on just what had happened. Then we can kind of go forward from there. Is that okay with you? Um, I don't mind. Um, discussing certain things. The only thing I have to say is I'm still on appeal with my case. So I've been advised by my attorney to not discuss too intimate of the details. And that, yeah, I mean, whatever you're comfortable with sharing and works for me, I mean, like I said, it, it, it's it's totally up to you. Okay, yeah, no, that's not a problem. As long as you're not asking, you know, the very specifics, uh, I, you know, I can tell you pretty much anything and, and what's going on. Yeah. Um, what time would you like to do that? Tomorrow, next week? Yeah, tomorrow if you're available. Yeah, we can do that during the day. Okay. And you're in Washington, I'm assuming, with the 509 number? Yeah. Okay. Jonathan and I ended our call. Not long after that, I got a response from Vincent. He wrote me the following. I appreciate you reaching out to me, but I respectfully decline. I don't want anything to do with Jonathan. What happened was terrible and regretful. This is a part of my life I've moved on from. I'm due to be released soon, and that's what I'm focused on. I wish you the best of luck with your endeavor. I wrote Vincent back. Thanks for getting back to me. I hope things are going good for you. I fully understand your reasons and why you want nothing to do with Jonathan. If you'd allow me the opportunity to share a little more, what I'm doing isn't about you or Jonathan. It's about a cold case I'm investigating. The young male missing is Logan Schindelman. I was hoping you'd be willing to talk over the phone, not about Jonathan, but by helping me with Logan's case. If you're willing, 
I'd greatly appreciate any of your time willing to give. Hope to hear from you soon. Vincent replied, James, well, I had my wife look you up, and you seem to be who you say you are and do honest work. I wish I could help you, but I don't know or have any connection with Logan. I'm pretty sure that I wasn't even in Washington around the time he went missing. When I was around, I kept a low profile and didn't meet very many people. I don't know what Jonathan told you or what you're expecting, but I would hate to waste your time. Vince. I wrote him back. I know you said you didn't want to waste my time. I know you mentioned your wife looked me up and saw that I do honest work. My podcast is focused on a different case, not Dakota's. I imagine what happened that night is extremely hard for you and not something you desire to talk about. Quite the opposite. But if you help me by talking, you're helping a family that's still looking for answers. I'll deposit the funds to your account if we could speak on the phone. And trust me, you won't be wasting my time. I'm just trying to be thorough on my end. Vincent replied, Tomorrow, I get a free five-minute phone call. I'd like to talk to you for those five minutes before I commit to anything to get a feel for you and the situation. Of course, I'd like to help you and Logan's family if I could. After this call, if you're interested in talking further, I think we can do that. Vince, we set a time to talk. Now, before I interviewed with Jonathan, he sent me a few emails discussing the funds deposited on his account in order for him to call. In one of those emails, John wrote, You piqued my interest, and you obviously done your homework, but so have I, and I'm pretty sure I know what it is you want, and I'm not sure I can discuss that with you, since it's an ongoing investigation. But I will tell you that you are on the right trail. Keep digging. Good luck. Let's dive into my conversation with John. It sounds like, John, you looked me up. I, uh, I do my homework. Um, I do my homework. Um, 6855 West Clearwater Avenue, Sweet J. One of them, yeah. 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 I do my homework. The address John just shared was the address of my insurance agency. So what did you find out about me? I'm curious. Um, well, nothing that that surprises me, I'll say that. (laughs) I'm just curious on exactly to what extent... I can help you even you have to understand even if I have how do I put this even if I had direct knowledge with certain things it'd be very difficult for me to tell you exactly what I know without also incriminating myself or involving myself in something that could have a direct result of on my appeal so I'm, I'm I want to help you don't misunderstand what I'm saying I just have to be in the gray area here here's what we can do man I mean let's let's proceed and go forward with it and you know well if we get to the gray areas then we'll hypothetically speaking so I guess I, I kind of know the a little bit of the backstory between you Vince and, and Dakota without going to into all the details I mean can you give me a summary about what 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 had happened before we go forward I would say a summary would be that I escaped federal prison on the East Coast. I ended up reuniting with a old cellmate of mine, which was Vincent, who was also a friend. We ended up taking a cross-country journey, committing financial white-collar-type crimes along the way, until finally we reached Los Angeles, where we met Dakota. Dakota and I ended up hitting it off, and he came onto the team, if you will, if you want to call it that. And from there, Vincent got really jealous, and... From there, 
things escalated, and it was a lot of back and forth between all three of us, and eventually uh, the end result was what happened. When you and Vince were cellmates back on the East Coast, what were you serving for that? Um, that was for aggravated assault on a oh. police officer. The fact that you were able to escape, I mean, that's something that you see in movies. It's not... Oh, sure. How did you escape? Um, so, it, I, without going into the specifics, I'll say it, it, it involved assuming the identity of, of an, another person and using that to walk out the front gate. How did you change clothes to look like a person walking out the front gate? I had assistance. So you were on the run from the East Coast when this all happened, coming out to L.A. and then up to up Northwest. This all happened while you were on the run? Yeah, actually, I, I, um, I was a fugitive from justice, and I was actually apprehended twice by law enforcement under assumed identities and was released because they didn't know who I was. So while a fugitive, you're apprehended by law enforcement. Twice. And they let you go because they didn't realize that, they, that you were Jonathan Ackerman? Correct. I gave them a different identity, they checked out, they ran it, they released me, and it's verifiable. I actually have the, um, the mugshot photos of the, the county jails that I was arrested in. I'm sharing all of this with you because I feel it's important for you to know that Jonathan's not your average criminal. He's smart, and he knows it. Remember this because it will play a part later when you consider his possible involvement with Logan's case. But let's jump to the part of our conversation when John talks about escaping from prison and meeting up with Vincent. So I knew that I couldn't go to my family for help. I had to have transportation. I had to have my immediate needs met. The first thing I did was hop on Facebook. I looked up Vincent. I remember that he and I had made a connection. I felt that I could trust him. So I got a hold of him through Facebook. It just so happens he was online at the time. I messaged him and he came and picked me up. Took me to his house in Pennsylvania. I felt comfortable enough disclosing to him that I was a fugitive on the run. And surprisingly, he never, never turned me in. When did you guys get to the point where you thought, let's get out of Dodge and let's head west? Okay, so his wife didn't like me. His wife thought, when he took me to, to his house, it was his, his and his wife's place, she did not like me. She thought that I was sleeping with her husband, which I was, but she just, it was, it was bad. The animosity between us back and forth, plus on top of it, I was getting freaked out thinking, okay, maybe she knew I was a fugitive. And the place that he lived was only 50 miles away from the prison that I escaped from. So I was like, you know what, I need to get out of this area now. So we came up with this plan that we would get in, get in the vehicle and just start driving west until we were far enough away that I felt comfortable. I didn't start feeling comfortable until we got to California. So <laughs> There's not much more going west than that. He left his wife back in Pennsylvania to go with you to continue out west? Yeah. You said that he was sleeping with you and his wife didn't like you because she thought that but that's, there's truth to it. Exactly. So that just adds fuel to the fire when he left with me to go on a cross-country journey for three months. Is his wife's uh, name Yeah, I've never called her that. I just call her Yeah, I've been trying to find her. Um, 814 I'm imagining that you guys don't talk, or do you guys talk? No, it, it's, it's a long, twisted web of crap. But you got to understand, there's a, there's a long history between the... You have 60 seconds remaining. You want to call me back? Yeah, if I can. There's a line. I have to hop back in line. As soon as I can, I will. Not a problem. This happens every 20 minutes. Jonathan hopping in line and me waiting for his call. 
The reason for the 20 minute limit is so that the other inmates have the opportunity to use the phone. The tangled web that you're in with and Vince, you guys leave Pennsylvania, head over west, you eventually get to California where you said you kind of felt a little bit more comfortable being over here. And then you guys link up with Dakota at some point in time. When did that start? August, late August sometime, I want to say. Uh, 15 or 16? Uh, 16, 2016. So August of 2016. Yes. So you weren't even anywhere near the Northwest before August of 2016. No, I, I was primarily on the East Coast. Um, Vincent was over here. I was not. 2016 was the year for me. That's when I came and went on the run, came over here, and was on the West Coast. Before that, can't help you. But you said Vince was over up here in before August of 2016? Yes, Vincent was. Vincent had uh, friends he was staying at in Yelm, Olympia, Tacoma area. And uh, a, he had one friend out in Benton City, I think is what it's called. It was, uh, it was in eastern Washington. I remember it specifically because I didn't like eastern Washington. And he took me over there when I came out. And um, what city did you say his he stayed at? Benton City, I believe. I, I believe it's outside of Tri-City somewhere, Yakima. So when you and Vince came out here in the east and you guys were down in L.A., you guys eventually run into Dakota. But when did Vince, because you said he had been here prior to you coming here in August uh, up in Washington State. When did Vince come up here and stay with people in the Yelm, Olympia, Tacoma area? Vince made his first trip in 2014 and... He just had recently moved back to Pennsylvania with his wife in early 2016. He said that there was some, it was a better fit for him than Washington. There was some stuff over here that he just didn't like, and so he wanted to get out of Washington, and so he moved back to Pennsylvania with his wife. So that was in 2014. Do you know what brought him out here before going back to East Coast? Drugs. He was smuggling drugs from Washington to Pennsylvania. What kind of drugs? Oh, just simple stuff. Uh, marijuana, a little bit of heroin, not, not anything too major. With yeah. marijuana being legal in Washington and it not being in Pennsylvania, there's a, there's a good market, a good business there for being able to move it back over to the East Coast and, and resell it. I want to stop our interview to share some of my initial thoughts. Jonathan states that he hadn't been to Washington until August of 2016. If that's the case, then it's physically impossible for him to be involved in Logan's disappearance, since Logan went missing in May. Jonathan claims to have escaped prison. When I looked up his criminal report, it does show that he escaped on May 24th, 2016. So I think it would be fair to say that John's not involved. Now, early on in my conversation with John, he mentioned that Vincent was friends with a guy by the name of Logan, and that Jonathan had been around Logan. You had said that Vince was friends with a guy named Logan and hung out with him. Yes. I mean, what do you know about Logan? Um, what do you want to know about Logan? I mean, honestly, I'm trying to figure out what happened to him. If I had a picture or his full name, I could tell you if that was the, if that was the guy. I can describe the Logan that I do know. What I want to know is if it's the same guy that you're referring to without providing you the information, because then it's contaminated, right? So if you can if you can tell me as much as what you know or describe the Logan that you're referring to, that would be awesome. About an average medium, I would say like an athletic build. He's 
I want to say mid to late 20s, maybe, maybe 30. I don't think he's that old, though. I want to say mid, closer to mid to late 20s. He's probably 5'10", roughly. Hair color, I don't remember. For whatever reason, I think he, was always, he always had a hat on. It's about... That's about what I remember of him. I only met Logan a few times, but I know that he was involved with Vince in his operations, what he was doing on the eastern side of Washington and uh, moving it back to Pennsylvania. Do you know his ethnicity? Is he... He appeared, he appeared like he was just Caucasian. He had a nice skin complexion. I, I wouldn't put him as Mexican. I, don't, I wouldn't describe him at all. And when you interact with Logan, do you remember the what was going on during the time of your interaction? Yeah, uh, they were they were taking the marijuana and converting it to oil. It was in a bus that they converted into a uh, into like a a weed manufacturing setup that they had. I guess it was a it was an old school bus that they had redone inside, and it was actually kind of nice. But they had a shop in there that they would take the marijuana and infuse it with butane gas and extract the oil out of it and then they would sell that and uh, Logan was there with Vince doing that that's the only time I really saw him and I didn't really interact with him because every time I was there he was working doing that extracting the oil to make sure we're all on the same page Jonathan said Vincent was friends with a guy named Logan and as John puts it Logan and Vincent were taking marijuana and converting it into oil this supposedly happened in Benton City, Washington, which is four hours south of Tumwater. John also gave a description of Logan, but wasn't very detailed, so I take what he's saying with a grain of salt. And something else to remember, if Jonathan broke out of prison on May 24th of 2016 and says he met Vince's friend Logan in Benton City, this had to have happened after Logan was reported missing on Monday, May 23rd, which would also indicate that Logan may have left on his own accord. Again, we're assuming the Logan Jonathan is referring to is our Logan. If Jonathan is referring to our Logan, how the heck did Vince know Logan? Let's continue the conversation when Jonathan shares why him, Vince, and Dakota chose to come to Washington. You, Dakota, and Vince are in LA. What makes you decide to go, let's head up north to Washington? Why, why, you know, Pacific Northwest, what made you want to head up this way? That was Vince's idea. I had always wanted to see Washington, see the mountains. I always wanted to visit Forks, big Twilight fan, as corny as it is. But Vince had this idea that he wanted to go over and talk to his people in eastern Washington and try to make a little money and send some stuff back east. So on our way, we made a journey over there. And I was, I, I hated it. I did not like eastern Washington compared to western Washington. It was more like a desert, so I was more than happy to get out of there as quickly as possible. Yeah. Plus, the people just were, were not uh, the type of crowd that I wanted to be around. They were all packing guns. They were all using drugs. And when you mix guns and drugs, that's just a bad combination. I didn't want to be around it. Okay, Vince says we're going to head up north. It sounds like you make a stop along the way in Benton City and then continue to head up north towards Olympia, Lacey area. Is that right? Yes. And now the timeline of you being up in the northwest is, you said, August now, 2016? It's close to September by the time we get to the northwest because we make a lot of, or to Washington, because we make a lot of stops in Oregon. Did you run into Logan when you were in Benton City, though? I had to have. 
I mean, because that was the only time I I met him was in that time frame. So it would have had to been then because I didn't ever make another trip back over to Eastern Washington until October, late October, right before Coda, Dakota was killed. And then that was a very short trip. And Vincent stayed in Eastern Washington, and I went back to Tacoma. You met Logan around that time, had to have been July, August, maybe, 2016, in the Benton City area? Yes. I don't know what you call her, but she didn't She didn't come over with you guys to L.A. or to Washington State. Is that right? She was um, not with us on the first trip. You have to understand, we took two trips. The first trip uh, was when I met Dakota, and that was in uh, when we got to Los Angeles in late August, then we ended up going back to Pennsylvania because somebody had assaulted Vince's wife. So he went back over there to basically settle the score in Pennsylvania, and we all went with him. So when we got back to Pennsylvania, the second time, she came back with us. And we took two vehicles and left Pennsylvania the second time and came back over. You guys, after returning from Pennsylvania to settling the score, let's call it, you guys come back, does come with you guys this time? Yes. With a, she's very smart and vindictive. Um, I'm going to tell you that her involvement in what happened to Dakota was uh, a very integral part. She she put all the pieces together and made all the, the conspiracies line up to make what happened actually happen. She's the result directly of what happened and why it happened. Believe that. She is the the devil who pulled all the strings in the background. But uh, James, I will call you back when I can. They just yarded us in for count, so I have to oh. go. Let's recap. Jonathan broke out of prison on May 24th of 2016. He met back up with Vince in Pennsylvania. They then drove out west to California. That's where John said he met Dakota. The three of them drove up north to Washington. During this trip to Washington, they stopped by a small town called Benton City and met up with one of Vincent's friends, whose name is Logan. After leaving Benton City, they continue up north towards Olympia. Once there, Vincent's wife was in some sort of domestic incident which led Vince, Dakota, and Jonathan to travel back to Pennsylvania and, as John puts it, settle the score. After that, John, Dakota, Vince, and his wife travel back to Washington. As John puts it, Vince's wife is the mastermind behind everything, and even claims that she planned Dakota's death. Now, after my call ended with John, I received an email later that night from him stating, James, I spoke with both of my attorneys today. They advised me against answering any more questions where I may have been involved. So I will answer only questions that do not directly involve Mesh as those pertaining to Vincent and his involvement in Logan's disappearance. Since I was not involved directly or indirectly in any way with that event, I am comfortable answering those questions. You have to understand, I have a book being published about the event that occurred in 2016 and can't afford to mess that up. I will tell you that I am more comfortable emailing you than I am on the phone because I can email you from the comfort of my bed. I have my entire discovery from the murder case. Much of what I have is from the prosecutor's discovery evidence. However, I also hired a private investigator on my case who obtained a great deal of more evidence. GPS data from Vincent's phone and 
Subaru. Pictures, emails, text messages, and phone records, all of which were not part of my discovery. Some of which I am using for my appeal, but a lot has been used to substantiate my claims in the book. I'm willing to provide all of it to you at a cost of $750, plus $300 for my compensation. If you are interested, I can provide the bulk of it by email, but some of it would need to be mailed. Just let me know. Further, something you need to know before you go down the rabbit hole is there is way more than you think you know and more that Vincent and his devil of wife are telling you. I look forward to hearing back from you soon. Good luck, take care, and stay safe. I wrote John back. Totally understand. I'll have to think about obtaining the info you're willing to share. I understand the emailing corresponding via email is better for you. If possible, I'd like to continue our phone convo. Some of the stuff we talked about earlier and the questions I asked were off the cuff because of my natural interest. But what I really want to talk more about is Logan. Can we pick up where we left off tonight? I know you'd prefer to email, but for what I am doing, it's easier for me to share the details of my case and see if you can help. Any and all support you provide will be noted and shared with the detective to your benefit. Talk to you soon. Later that night, John called me back. So just want to kind of pick up where we left off. Um, I told, I got your, obviously the message about just kind of your situation, talking to your attorneys and just kind of the position you're in. And glad you understand I'm trying to figure out about a missing person from a totally different case. Yeah, I understand. And I also am not, um, I'm fairly intelligent, so I, I know, and I was a police officer uh, in the Navy, so I know what I should and shouldn't be saying to you. So if I run into something that I feel like disclosing that information to you would jeopardize my appeal or possibly put me in hot water, on an active criminal investigation, I uh, will not do that. Right. But any other way I can help you, I will do that. Yeah. Going back to when did when did Vince come up to Washington, and this would have been without you? Um, again, I think his first trip was in 2014. Yeah, he stayed out here for a while. Him and his wife got back together. Um, I think he came back sometime in in early 2016 because he had just moved back with her when I contacted him. They were only together again for like three months at that point, and that was in May of 2016. If the guy who, I went looking, who I'm looking for went missing on the 19th or 20th, I mean, it's impossible for you to be involved. Yeah, no, yeah, abs- absolutely. There's just no way. I was, I was in federal custody at the time. <laughs> With you being in, in, in federal custody and you breaking out, when you had met up with Vince, you met up with him in, in Pennsylvania on, what, 6th, 27th? Um, no, it was, I want to say, closer to the first week in June. And because um, I, was, I was self-sufficient for a little while, um, and I was real paranoid at contacting anybody else. I mean, that's usually how most people get caught is through other people, you know, friends. Um, so I, I didn't contact them until, I want to say, the first week in June, like maybe June 6th, 5th or 6th. But see, here's the thing, and that's, that's now where we're going into the GPS records of his vehicle and what he actually was doing. He was involved at that time on coming to Washington and picking up 
drugs from people out in Benton City and bringing them back to Pennsylvania. And he mm-hmm. had just got back from Washington um, when I met up with him the first week in June. And when I say just got back, meaning that day, there's no doubt in my mind he was in Washington in May. I did, now, I cannot tell you for sure without looking through um, his phone records and the, the other records that I have on, what you say, the 20th, 19th, 20th, if he was actually in Washington then. But the records would show his Subaru had built-in GPS, and that's what he drove. And I have the GPS records the entire time he owned that car. And the reason I have them is because that Subaru came into question on my murder investigation and where its location was. And so I was able to prove that, without going into too much detail, that there was more than one vehicle present at the murder scene when police originally didn't think there was. Versus just the just the van? Yes. Okay. When you met him back in Pennsylvania and he had just come from Washington, how did he get, how, what was his way of transportation? The Subaru. And his Subaru had GPS, which is something that you have in your possession, yeah. Is yeah. the coordinates of where his Subaru was at. Yes. Do you have the coordinates of that for the month of May? Yes. Do you see him in Washington? Um, I'm going to have to check. Send me the dates and I will let you know. That's something, the data for, for that is stored somewhere online. When I hired my investigator for my case, because I was going to go to trial, I was dead set on doing it, and some things happened and I just decided against it. But all this evidence was going to point at Vincent as the actual shooter. That's why I had compiled it all. Regardless if you think John is lying or telling the truth, this is something I can't ignore. If John has proof that Vincent was in Washington during the days of Logan's disappearance, that would be jaw-dropping. Now, Jonathan mentioned earlier that he's filed a motion for an appeal, which is a request for the official who made the latest decision in the proceeding to review the unfavorable decision. Jonathan claims that he wasn't the one who pulled the trigger. He says it was Vincent. Again, if what John is saying is true, I feel it's necessary to look more into what exactly happened to Dakota and see if there's anything that connects to Logan. Why did you plead guilty then? All right. So, in essence, I pled guilty because the, his wife and him were saying the same exact thing against me. The evidence on me being that I had a, an alleged relationship sexual, intimate relationship with the victim, it was weighed heavily on me and then on top of what Vince and his wife were saying. However, here's the thing, here's the catch. They have no witness to the murder except for Vince. But what the police didn't know and what I had was that his wife was actually present there. So that's what I was going to ask. Is I don't see anywhere where his wife is present, but you're saying she was? Yeah. His wife was present. Also, also, the murder weapon that was used in the crime was his wife's grandmother's. Gun? Yeah. So who brought the gun? Well, now, see that? I can't really say, but I will tell you that you're, you're on to something there. I can't confirm or deny was something like that, but this is what I'm going to tell you. 
I pled guilty only because at the time I didn't have enough. Now I have enough. I'm on appeal. I'm trying to pull my plea and go back to court because the whole time I said that I was not the shooter. I didn't do it. Okay, that's that's what I said the entire time. I was very clear. I never never wavered from that. But to avoid the death penalty, to avoid life in prison, I took a, a what I thought was a very good deal for what they offered me. And that in a in, that in of itself, when the prosecutor gives you a deal so lenient on a murder charge, it makes you wonder, well, why? It's because they didn't have much of a case. The only thing they had was Vincent as the witness who was a, a proven liar. If you put him on the stand, he's, he lied throughout his testimony. He, the transcripts, of, they didn't have a very good case. They could not prove who shot him, period. The trajectory even goes against, they, they brought in a trajectory expert. The trajectory goes against how Vincent says it will happen. So it just makes him look like a, a, a complete liar. My attorney would have torn him to shreds on the stand. Like I said, I'm not willing to gamble with my life until I know that I can win, and now I have enough evidence through my family helping me hire private investigators to gather the evidence that I have to actually go back. I actually, I can do that. I'm well within my rights to pull my plea and go back to court. The news media, the news media put a huge crooked slam on what actually happened. On the appeal, it says that, that I read, and I think that was submitted by your guys' or your attorneys, is just that he was, Jacoby was using the restroom, and then it was Vince who had shot from the passenger side window, I believe, or something like that, and then got out of the van and continued by shooting five or six more times. And then Vince had said that he had to be done basically because he known he he knew about Vince's alias name or something like that. That I didn't understand the motive for Vince to do that. Well, see, that's what a lot of people didn't understand because they didn't know about Vincent's relationship with me. They didn't understand that you know the jealousy aspect to come in. They also didn't understand that Vincent was broke and he was a drug addict. And without somebody like me in his life, where Unfortunately, and I, you know, it's uh, my past now, and I've already been convicted of it. But the, the financial crimes that I was committing, the, the identity theft, the dark web stuff that I knew, I was able to change identities with a snap of my fingers. Vincent needed that. He couldn't do that by himself, and he didn't also have the ability to go and, and produce money the way that I was doing. So without me, he was kind of flat broke, busted, and didn't have any way out. The problem was that when Dakota came along, I didn't want to be around Vincent anymore. Me and Dakota were planning on leaving. We were actually on our way up to Canada as from uh, Olympia. And when Vincent found out about that, he thought, well, if he got rid of Dakota, then I would stay with him. And that was the primary motive was jealousy to get rid of Dakota so that I would continue committing financial crimes with him so that he wasn't left broke. That was the primary motive. But it was also a lot of twisted motive put in from his wife. And that's the whole other rabbit hole that I was talking about. Played both of us, pitted me and Vince against each other to try to get us to knock me out of the picture. And when it didn't work, she attacked Dakota and got Vincent to take Dakota out.
Was there any truth to Dakota having notes on his phone that came across and saw that he wanted to not participate, I guess, no, in the lifestyle no, or something like that? No, 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 there's no truth to that whatsoever. There was, there was allegations that that was why, that he didn't, like you were saying, he didn't want to be a part of that lifestyle anymore. That was never, never mentioned. So you have to understand what, what a lot of people don't understand is, if, and I told you earlier about how I was, arrested a few times and I got away from, you know, I was released. I was arrested under fake identities. So what the police are saying my motive was, was that I knew or that Dakota knew my true identity and to keep him from going to the police, I got rid of him. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. To, to, a, to a regular person, a nine to five person who's never committed a crime, never been in trouble, maybe that makes a little sense. But to someone who, who even knows what I was doing, that I could go and get another fake ID and elude the police the way I was, that makes no sense. Because if the, You have 60 seconds remaining. If he knew my real identity, I would have just switched it. Why would I go to the trouble of, of getting rid of him when I could have just got a new identity? Give me a call back. There's a name I want to run, I want to run by. Uh, give me a call back. All right. I will do my best. i got to get back in line. Knowing I was going to be speaking with Vince, I wanted to ask John more about what happened the night of Dakota's murder. You're in the driver's seat? Yeah. I've, I claimed all along when I told the police my statement, I did not know what was going on. I was in shock. I was there, but I didn't know he had a gun. I didn't know he had any intentions of killing anybody. I didn't know it. Like I said, the gun he got was from his wife's grandmother. I wanted to hear Jonathan's response of Vincent denying being in Washington in May of 2016. Well, I had my wife look you up. You seem to be who you say you are and do honest work. I wish I could help you, but I didn't know or have any connection with Logan. I'm pretty sure that I wasn't even in Washington around the time he went missing. When I was around, I kept a low profile and didn't meet very many people. I don't know what Jonathan told you or what you're expecting, but I would hate to waste your time, Vince. Hmm. Well, I don't really know what to say to that. Um, I know that he was in Washington. Again, I can't confirm until I look at the, the records that he was in Washington or in that area on those dates in question. I don't know that this Logan that you're looking for is, in fact, the Logan that we know jointly, but I know Vince, and I know that he's he's definitely, <clears throat> well, I don't know. I want to say something, but I... Talk to me, man. Go just, ahead. You're yeah. fine. Yeah, no, he's, um, listen, man, I, I'll tell you this about Vince, is he's, he's just a, a snake, you know, I mean... We were really good friends. I did a lot for him. A lot of why I'm here right now, I'm serving another man's time. His time. He's going home next year. And do you expect him to tell you that, yeah, he, he, he killed the guy, he, that he, he did whatever he did to him? You know, I don't... Vincent, he's not dumb. That's for sure. Because for him and his wife to do what they did and set things up the way they did, very methodical. And he has so much involvement in everything that he just protects her. I imagine maybe you have or you haven't been asked this question before, but Dakota wrote 
on his Facebook, August 4th, 2016, in Clark County, which is in Vancouver. He said, help me please, in all caps. Do you, do you know what that's about? Oh, yes, I do. Well, I, I know what's what that about? about? I can't go into that. That's part of my appeal. That, that actually goes into motive for Vincent. Did he ever open up to you about possibly hurting other individuals that, you know, for example, when someone who they trust want to confide through and, and talk to about ending someone's life or something they did, did he ever open up to you about any cases up here in Washington? Well, here's what I'll say, man, is anything that you're willing to share, provide, will go noted, you know, as far as me letting the detective know. It would go a long way probably with your case and helping, you know, what you're trying to do with your appeal. Anything that you're willing to share that could relate to Logan's case, anything you're willing to provide or help or assist with, I'll be sure and happily, you know, share that with the detective with this case. My sales pitch, Jonathan is claiming to have proof that Vince was in Washington during the time Logan went missing. If that's the case, the Facebook friend on Logan's Facebook account makes more sense. My sales offer to John was that he provide me with the proof that Vince was in Washington during the time of Logan's disappearance. And if Vince is connected to Logan, that would help your case by proving Vince does have the character to commit murder. Maybe it's something I can work out with my attorneys to help with whatever information I may or may not have to help my situation out better. At the end of the day, I want to go home a lot quicker, and maybe that's something I can use to help me. So I don't want to go down a rabbit hole that's going to lead to nothing or... Oh, absolutely, and, and that's, you know, I don't, I don't want you to either. Like, I, that's why I told you I want to make sure I give you your phone calls. I don't want to take something from you and, and not give you something in return that I feel valuable. But I know what I have, the information that I have is valuable. I know it cost me a lot to obtain. Um, that's pretty much my only reason for asking for something for it. But I think that it will help you. I just, I can't, I don't feel comfortable explaining how I feel it's going to help you because it would just reveal it. I think if you were to look at the records, you would see what you're looking for. Um, I want to look at the date myself and verify something, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that you'll find what you're looking for, or at least be able to find the closure you're looking for by being able to pinpoint maybe where Logan is. Part of that is just if, you, if there is information that you have, you know, that you want to think about in the process, you know, as far as what Vince shared with you. And if you're, if you're, I mean, if Vincent is not in Washington State in the month of May, then, or at least around the time that Logan went missing, then we're going down a rabbit hole, which, again, I don't want to waste your time. I can, what I will do is I will, tonight, within the next 45 minutes, I'm going to actually call who has access to those records, I'm going to ask them to pull up both the phone and GPS because the phone's also going to tell me where he was. And I'm going to ask specifically on May 20th and in the days surrounding where his phone and where that vehicle was. Okay, so John said he was willing to look into it. I'll share more what came from that in a minute. But just before letting Jonathan go, I wanted to ask about Diana Garlock. The other question I had was... Um, do you know who Diana Garlock is? Why do you ask that? That's really weird. Why? Why do you ask that? Well, why is that weird? Uh, 
I, now I have to just really, I gotta, I gotta know why you want to know that, know that, because I, <laughs> that's, wow, yeah, I know who that is. Who is it? What? James, why do you want to know that? Well, for specific reasons, and it's this is a give-and-take relationship, whatever you want to call it, that we're building here. But Diana Garlock is a name that came up on something that I'm looking into. Obviously, Garlock being Vince's last name. I don't know, is that like a fake profile created by somebody? I don't know if that's an actual individual. So that's why I'm asking you. Uh, God, that's... I'm sorry, I can't say. I, that's... I, I can't. Why? It's, it's directly related to something that I'm dealing with right now with my appeal. And it's just, that's why it's so weird that you brought that up. Is because I'm literally, I, I, can't, even, I can't even say what I'm doing. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's weird. That is, it's a small world. Is Diana a person? I can't answer that. I know, I know you want your answers, and, and I want you to have them, but I just I can't jeopardize what I have going on. I need to go home to my family. I'm all, I mean, dude, like, Vincent did it, then then, then, then swing it the right way. Whoever's, who's ever responsible, like, oh, Vincent for... did do it. That's, well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, and so you're saying Vince did it. If I'm on the phone with Vince, and Vince says John did it, it's just a matter of who can prove it, right? Right. I'm all for the right person being behind bars. So right. you scratch my back, I scratch your back. I'm trying to figure out who Diana is, and that's strictly because of my case. Let me guess. You can't find any information on her at all. When you run a background check at all, you put her into a people search or anything like that, she doesn't come up with shit. But when you say that, naturally understand that you were telling me earlier, like, I can make different profiles and names and come up with different identities. So if she's not a person, exactly. then who created the person? Because again, dude, like, remember, you 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 didn't break out of jail until the twenty what fifth of May, so this can't be you. That's oh yeah, no, I'm 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 definitely in the clear. I know I had no involvement. Okay, in it, so I can prove my whereabouts. So if you're if you're there's proof you're in prison when Logan goes missing. There's a person by the name of Diana Garla. I understand you got your case to work on, and I'm focused on Diana my case. Pops up on your radar on your case, huh? Right. Yeah. What's the connection? I would think that I would think that Vince would be wouldn't be that stupid where he would create a fake profile but under his own last name. Well, Vince isn't that smart sometimes, but I'm not saying it's a fake profile. There's something else going on, and like I said, that's that rabbit hole that you're going to go down if you decide to go down. That's you're 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 right on the cusp of what I'm talking about. That's it. Okay, is there anything you can give me more than just, like, I'm right there? I mean, I don't want to go down the wrong rabbit hole. If I, you know what I mean? Like, I want to go down the right one. I want to find out who this person is and what's the connection, because there's a connection. You know what I'm saying? And this was... Uh, listen. Who else would want Vincent's last name and that would maybe want to change their identity? Who was also with us? Yeah. So this is what I want to ask you, and I'm, I'm not going to, you asked me for a little tidbit, I'm going to give you a little tidbit. If we all, Dakota, me, and Vance, all had identities that we assumed, what would make be any different? It's always been present at every one of our dealings. Yeah, but 
didn't come to the West Coast until after they got back together, Are right? Are you sure? That's, Are you sure? Because when you had met with... That's when, that's when she came with me. So they got back together in 2016. But how do you think they got back together? I don't know. How? came out to Washington. They went back to grandmother's house because her grandmother was going to give her the property for free. Okay, See, so that's the tidbit. I can't tell you any more than that. That is, you asked for a tidbit. Now, that's a really good lead ring. That's a really good lead. And that was for free. So, she was with Vincent in Washington before they came back to Pennsylvania. Who do you think was moving the drugs for Vincent back to Pennsylvania? So Vince, Vince would stay out in, in Washington or West and then he would run him back and then come back to Washington. There you go. Okay, so then creates this fake profile of Diana Garlock. Why, why would she create the fake profile? Because at this point you weren't in the picture yet because you were still in prison. I mean, who said it was fake? In, in your terminology, you'd be fake. But what if he actually had a birth certificate, a driver's license, and a social security card under that name? Okay. So let's say, okay, so it's Diana and Vincent. If they were in Washington, what would link Logan and Vincent or Diana together? Do you know what did for a living? No, what? Uh, that's another, and I can't, I can't. Well, listen, anything that you're sharing isn't going to go, I mean, what you share, if we get to a point, it's not going to go. I understand, but like, man, uh. This is the last freebie you get, James. I'm telling you. Was it's in the sex industry. And that can be verified by looking up on many online, like chatterbait.com and stuff like that. That's what does. So would meet up with random guys. I, I can't, I, I gotta stop. I can't, I can't tell you anymore. I can't, I can't, I can't go any further with that subject. I can't give you any more about online profile of Diana Garbach than I already have. Here's the rebuttal. What you provide, if it proves to be true and there's that connection of Diana and Logan. How does that help me out though? Because it's proving, it, it proves for that, that, that if they got rid of this Logan, then it would add more validity or, or weight to the fact that it wasn't you who pulled the trigger. Here's another victim who went missing and here's another victim who, who lost their life at the hands of what you're saying, being present when Dakota got killed and it being at the hands of Vincent. So if, or Diana, if there's proof of that of that friendship or connection or them linking up, that would add more I to can, your case. I can show you her online chat history. Of the Diana Because profile? I got this, because uh, I can give you a lot, of, a lot of information from the computers that they were using. I was able to, I, I, I just, I, I'm very resourceful when it comes to computers or electronics. That's how I was able to get a lot of this information that I have. And I know that what did was, well, all right, let's just set up, yeah, we'll talk about this another time. I got I to gotta talk to my attorney and see if I can, I, I, I want to help you. I really, I really, really do. I just gave you a bunch of information that if you are the investigator that you say you are, that should be able to lead to power. That should be enough to take to the detectives itself and be able to question Vince with there's a lot more there, and I just, I can't go into any more details about Diana. And I just, I can't. Okay, when it comes to them being in Washington, can you still do that to figure out if they were actually in Washington in May? Uh, Nothing? Yeah. 
I want to know, was Logan, Logan wasn't from the eastern side of Washington, was he? No. I didn't think so. So the question bears in mind, why, why, no. Go ahead. Uh, just for, no, it's all right. Uh, another time. I'll, I'll let you know tonight as soon as I hear back. I should be getting an email within the next 20 minutes, and I will let you know what I have. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll end it with this. We're getting close to that, to that minute left, Mark. But if you're the person that's responsible for pulling that trigger, then you got none of my help. I'm just going to be honest with you. If you're not the person and it was Vince and there's ways of proving and showing that, I'll help you out. But if you're the person who pulled the trigger, then don't expect anything from me. Absolutely. Later that night at 11.20 p.m., Jonathan sent me the following email. Okay, so I just heard back from my guy, and he says that we have phone and GPS evidence that places Vincent in Washington from May 8th to May 30th, as well as his wife and their Subaru. Online sex chat room history for that time period, and also emails exchanged between her and Vince, where they discussed having a delivery issue that needed to be taken care of before they left for Pennsylvania. A keyword search revealed the name Logan appears 78 times in their emails. You ready to talk numbers yet? Also, he discusses meeting up with a guy and it shows his picture that he sent her through her sex chat room. Listen, if you help me, I will help you, but I'm also hurting in here and I spent a small fortune on all of this data. I need to recoup some of my losses. That's all I'm looking for. I'm not here trying to get over on you or tax you. I'll even do two thirds up front and you can pay the other third after you receive everything. I need to cover my expenses and recoup losses first. Let me know, but no more freebies, James. So I know there's a lot to digest here. And considering how long it took to go through Jonathan's interview, I decided to split this episode into two. So part two of this episode will be released next Friday. Next time on Hide and Seek. You have a prepaid call. You will not be charged for this call. This call is from... Vince. An inmate at Washington State Penitentiary. This call will be recorded and monitored. If you wish to block any future call... Thank you. We have all of these sleeping bags in the back. There's not even... I don't even get a chance at that time. The next time I see him is he jumps in the car... I get in the passenger seat, and I don't even say anything to him. We're driving for a couple minutes, and I just said, what was that about? Stopped at McDonald's and got a Coke. He did? Yeah. Did you get anything? 